When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, we have a very important subject, very, very interesting, activating purpose. How do you activate purpose in an organization and align people with it? Especially in the current times when we are all seeing the impact of pandemic on our thought process, on our work life, the way we communicate, the way we sit, the way we talk, the ability to interact with people when everything has been impacted. It's very important at this point of time uh, to be focused on the purpose and how do we activate it. Um, how one can activate purpose and create a social movement to generalize people to the purpose in an organization. I have with me our guest, Lisa, today, Lisa Heffenberg. She's head of movement inside at Strawberry Frog, a global authority on activating purpose. Lisa develops people-first solutions that ignite positive change for employees while solving business problems. She has multicultural management experience, growing a wide range of global brands in her native Stockholm, Tokyo, and New York. If now we look at what's happening around us, let's look at the situation which we're going to address in our discussion today. Now, spurred by the COVID-19 pandemic, working from home, rapidly became the new normal for millions of employed people. Based on numerous surveys of CEOs, remote work is here to stay. Going forward, experts estimate that close to 60% of employees will either be fully remote or hybrid workers. That's future to come. It's the future of work. Yet as people increasingly work from home alone, separated from team members and project collaborators, organizations of all sizes and sectors are struggling with how to keep employees engaged. It's very important to keep employees engaged. How can business leaders create and sustain engagement amongst the workforce that rarely or never actually works together face-to-face -face beyond their screens? It's a challenging task. Our guest, Lisa, she believes that you can't create change with a mandate, but you can with a movement that starts inside your organization. As head of movement inside at Strawberry Frog, a global authority in activating purpose, Lisa works with companies to establish new, agile ways of working and create a dynamic, resilient culture. Applying the proven principles of social movements, the movement inside method inspires employees to change ingrained workplace behaviors quickly with minimal disruption to the workflow and embrace an exciting new way of thinking about work collaboration, innovation, and creativity. This people-first approach to transforming companies from within effectively ignites positive change for employees and the business. Now, if you look at it, according to a finding by Gallup, employers we have a highly engaged workforce experience 21% greater profitability. That's a big number. That's the survey shows that employers, we have a highly engaged workforce, are experiencing 21% greater profitability. Lisa partnered with Walmart and helped reinvent engagement and communication for 1.5 million associates. That's the scale at which she has worked and, it's, and driven the purpose how to activate and activated it. Not only eminently informed, Lisa is passionate about leveraging the power of movements to actualize a purpose to galvanize employees, benefit companies, and save the world. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Mahesh. Lisa, it's so nice to have you here on uh, our program today. I know this is going to be a very intriguing and interesting discussion. I have the advantage of having uh, read about all the good stuff you do and uh, through Strawberry Frog. 
So uh, for our listeners, I want to start like this. I want to frame it in the current situation. So we all in personal, as well as business, work, life, society, we've gone through uh, a big upheaval. We have seen something which at least our generation, maybe <laughs> uh, partly before that also, had not seen anything like that, the COVID pandemic. Now, it had multiple crises coming out and impacting. Yes, it started as a, a kind of a, a health crisis. That health crisis triggered many other crises, like financial crisis, which was triggered by the what they call in business the supply side crisis because there were not many people who could go to work because of lockdown and a lot of other things. The products were not available. And if they were available, there were no buyers because the demand side also had gone through a crisis. We were all under lockdown, can't, can't go to the market, can't do all those kind of normal stuff which took for granted. So here we see health crisis, financial crisis, supply side, demand side, a lot of crises are rolling in. But at the same time, all of this has an impact on a human mind because you are not allowed to do what you took for granted always that you can do it. And second, the uncertainty of whether he or she is going to survive it. Who do I trust from where I will get this virus? So the initial phase was pretty tough. Then once people knew more about what is happening, yes, the stress level went down, but the mental scar has been built. Now, even today, people are not going to offices, all of them. Some are going, some are not. Most are working in many geographies from home or alternate methods. Suddenly, a different way of working came up. Now, in such cases, there are a few things which come to your mind is how to keep yourself sane and how to keep uh, the mental health of uh, your teams in the right frame and also run an organization, run a city, run a country. So in that context, I saw reading on what you do and, and some of your articles on how do you galvanize towards a purpose to get things done? What is more important? What are the human beings looking for? Because uh, I read some articles that in the United States of America, there are a lot of people, several million people have left the jobs. Uh, and they are between April of this year till now. And one of the reasons is some of them are grieving because everybody has lost either known to them or a relative or a friend or in society, plus the impact of the news also, which is showing how many million, millions of people across the world are impacted and how many lives are lost. Now, this has taken a big toll. So in such an atmosphere, how do you build that feeling of empathy, make people feel wanted. If they feel wanted, maybe then how do you align them to the regular task which you all used to do? So, uh, Lisa, it'll be very interesting for me, myself, as well as our listeners, to listen to you on that aspect. Thank you very much, Mahesh. I mean, those are all huge issues and topics. And, and obviously, you know, the pandemic was a, a major culture disruptor but like you mentioned also it, it, it changed and in, in many ways upended the way we do business so hopefully also it was a, a wake-up call for CEO and business leaders and I know when we spoke earlier you were thinking like how what could advice to them be and I, I think people maybe more than ever do look to CEOs to take a stance and have an opinion uh, probably more than politicians today but at the same time, we believe that, you know, the days of kind of a, a top-down mandate is over. 
the CEO leading with the iron fist and do this because I tell you to. It's it's much more of a peer-to-peer world. And, and I think the pandemic has, has made it even more so. So if there are new times, you know, we, we believe you need new ways. Um, so having said that, maybe the pandemic did bring something positive. And um, you mentioned empathy already. I mean, a key thing is, is empathy. We heard a lot about it late, lately from, from both external and internal. The attention is kind of how leaders today are, are tackling huge problems and, and huge problems in business. And we think like a CEO leading with empathy will get a lot further and not only scoring high on, on soft values, but empathy actually is, is also, you know, helps to run a more efficient and productive organization and show different results. Um, and I think another thing also that the pandemic has taught leaders and, and business leaders um, that, that you talk to a lot is, is listening. And it goes a bit hand in hand with empathy for sure. But, you know, it used to be like once a year, they had an annual employee survey and that was it. But today we're, we, we need ongoing, constant feedback loop. But leaders need to understand you know, how their employees are really doing, you know, at work, working from home, the hybrid model, but also in life at home. And, and you know, what do they need in terms of their personal situation from their employer uh, on top of what do they need from their employer to do a good job and be a good teammate, etc. So uh, how can you listen in order to understand what it will take for an employee to go the extra mile and, and, and be motivated and, and engaged. Um, but, you know, I think maybe the, the most important lesson, and you mentioned purpose already, that the most important thing maybe from the last two years, it gave purpose a real role um, in business as well, um, in life, obviously, during this crisis. So um, I think if I, I, one big advice would really be to, to make purpose a core part of your business strategy. It's not anymore just a nice to have, um, but it actually has real positive impact on the bottom line. And um, we, we actually hosted this summer, the Purpose Power Summit, where some of the most influential leaders in America, they all agreed that purpose has to be a crucial part moving forward of their strategy and their brand and their organization. And it will be a big part of, of, of their success, including financial success. So I think purpose is key and also how it relates to, to employees. I mean, you mentioned um, so many pe- millions of people have actually left their jobs. So if you're a purpose-driven organi- organization, it can actually help leaders solve some of these people problems. We've all read about the great resignation and the war for talent, and and it's real. And even though, very unfortunately, millions of people lost their job during the pandemic, today it's really difficult to find talent, especially in certain sectors. And we workers unionized to a greater degree only this week. There, there are several threats of workers going on strike. So definitely a seller's market. So I think looking at purpose in everything, um, not only business strategy, but employee talent management. Uh, so people, you know, don't, don't leave your company because you're not purposeful and they don't leave because they don't feel they belong or identify with the values or feel that their you know, individual effort ladders up to, individu- to the company's goals. So uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, you mentioned to me before also that a paycheck is not enough anymore. People are looking for other things in, in their leaders, in their, in their organization. Now you're, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry, I really appreciate this uh, wealth of knowledge you shared with us because the pandemic forced us to think, why do we exist? And can money really help us? You may have a lot of money with you, but there is no place in the hospital when you get sick. What do you do? Or there's no treatment for something like this pandemic. So the the thought process, the way of looking at things from materialistic side to more of looking at people, looking at nature, the holistic nature of living, you know, what all supports. It has really given an, a, a thought process to people that, listen, there's more to just earning and spending in life. 
You know, there are some other things which can impact us and where I can contribute. Plus, I really uh, appreciate what you mentioned, that if you have a purpose, many a times, then if somebody is contributing to purpose in an organization, he feels and gets a kick by doing something which feeds into purpose. Or if he sees he has delivered something to that, instead of waiting for a quarterly, monthly, or yearly result, you know what I mean? A financial result. You, you feel inside you, you feel uh, happy that I've done something good. But that happens when the whole organization is aligned to the purpose. So, Lisa, uh, thank you so much for this segment one. We will now take a short break and we will continue our discussion after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, we have Lisa with us. We had very interesting discussions in segment one of our program on how a purpose defines where the organization will go and how the change of leadership towards empathy is so more needed now uh, days after we have seen the impact of pandemic. So uh, Lisa, it was, it was wonderful. Let's continue our discussion and uh, you are sharing a lot of, uh, I would say, wealth of knowledge and good concepts. And when, when you're talking about how the leadership should drive, and I was thinking, listening to you, that in the, in the business world, if I have to relate there, there has been some changes. Changes means there were some organizations which was humongous. They probably were the best proven models in the world for their business model. And on the other side, small startups started coming up. And then very quickly, they became unicorns. And now they have taken prime positions. Some of them have become the, the largest companies in the world by market cap. Now, I'm trying to relate here that exactly what you said and what we were discussing in the earlier segment if the leadership is not dictating, you know, what happens in large organization at times, not always, not in all the organization, it gets set in one way. It may not be just because the leader is saying, but it is set in such a way that this is the only way to do it. And this is how you will do it. And that's where that empathy element, the creativity of employees, it goes away. And uh, some of those large organizations realize it. And they started maybe a few decades ago also you'd have heard that we want entrepreneurial mindset in a large company. But if the decision-making and direction-giving is still the conventional, then the entrepreneurial 
behavior may be taken as a disruptive behavior or does not get respected or does not get implemented to the core. Whereas the startups, fresh minds, fresh ideas, willing to listen to each other, willing to implement, no set process even. They're building the process. They're literally building the bridges. They're walking on it. And not all of them, but some of them have created a humongous success for their businesses. So it looks like what you're elaborating about the purpose. It is so much important for every organization. Now, how should one do in an organization? Uh, yeah, I think the, the how is the key because by definition, purpose can be something very lofty, higher order, a fancy line on a boardroom wall, but often companies don't know what to do with it. So we have people coming to us that uh, have developed a purpose or, or someone help identifying it, but then what do we do with this? So I think what we've been specializing in for years is really activating purpose and, and strawberry frog where I work we've we've been building movements for over um, 20 years and it started externally towards uh, brands and consumers um, but internally in companies we're applying the same principles so we are uh, helping companies activate their purpose so that's really our definition of a movement is purpose activated. So I think the how is, is, is crucial in this case. And if you want to activate your people through purpose, if, if you deconstruct that thought, like activating, it's, it's, for us that really means inspire and motivate, galvanize people for meaningful change. Because more than ever, we do need change. We know behavior change is, is difficult. So in order to... To, to facilitate and speed up the behavior change that many leaders are looking for now, uh, we try to activate the purpose internally. Um, and, and obviously, like we said before, the purpose is around the shared values, the well-being, a sense of belonging. Um, so activating purpose is really a key to, to, to the how, uh, not just having purpose as a fancy definition. Um, and to your to your other question before, I think in terms of, of leadership and top down leadership, um, we see we've seen three parts of how you kind of mobilize purpose internally, um, top down, bottom up and middle out is how we've seen it. So, um, you know, you, you need the purpose activated at a grassroots level for for real results amongst your your employees. But you can't only have the employees being excited. That won't go anywhere, really. You also need support from the top. So even if it's not a mandate, like we said before, absolutely, you need to have a committed leadership. And the employees need to feel this commitment. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Uh, but there's the middle part as well. And, and Harvard Business School actually looked at purpose-driven companies and the ones that were the most successful financially. And the key was really middle management. If they were on board too, not only the top management endorsing whatever this purpose was, uh, that's how they created results. So you needed all three. You needed the buy-in from the top, the bottom to be super excited, and you needed the middle management as, as kind of the glue in there. So hopefully that answers your question a little bit about the how you activate purpose. Yes, it does. And uh, I've been reading about some of the brilliant work you have done. And one of them, actually, I got exposed uh, even before I read uh, about your work was this purpose on many companies you have done in various geographies. So I was attending a management seminar and one of the management gurus, Mr. Ram Sharan, who has written so many books about it, he was addressing it. And the next speaker was the chairman of Mahindra Group, Mr. Mm -hmm. Mahindra himself. And I could see how he transformed <clears throat> that business, leveraging what you did for that organization, creating, I think, something called RISE, R-I-S-E. Yes. 
I read two years after I had the first-hand experience of it. And I could see the passion in him himself. And I, after that, started following him on Twitter. And I see the actions he takes and some of the tweets he puts. And I'm emphasizing the actions he takes, which are evident in the Twitter, like uh, supporting a human cause, not only by tweeting it, by monetarily getting into it and supporting it, or with human assets as well as physical assets. And it's very evident in his behavior that how he himself as a leader in Mahindra is connected to the purpose of the company and how the whole organization has galvanized around it and delivering such a superlative performance. And what I've seen it beyond the business success, as a leader, he himself, as an organization, they are being seen as role model in the society also. Creating new creative products, innovative products, getting into new markets is the business side of it. What social issues he himself and the company is bringing up is, I feel, clearly a reflection of a company and a leader focused on a purpose. And that purpose seems to me uh, is way beyond just the business benefit because the messaging and, and the commitment, uh, uh, the, the communications coming out of the organization are very different than the past. There are, they, these are so uh, caring about the society and not that they are just trying to placate somebody by doing it. At times, if they feel that something which is being driven by even people in authority is not good for the society, is being challenged by them. So that's a very positive change in that kind of organization. So I wanted to uh, congratulate you and, and, and your team because I saw that you were working with them. We are, and we're, we're actually developing RISE 2.0 as we speak. Um, and, and you're right, Anand Mahindra is a wonderful leader and a very passionate one. And he, he really made uh, RISE define everything they do in the company. And ultimately, it is leading to positive change and, and helping communities rise. So everything they do connected to purpose uh, the movement is activating that purpose in everything to, they do. And, and you're right, it's, it's beyond business success. And now he, he's being, um, um, there's a new leader, uh, Anand is, is actually uh, moving out. So Anish will take over as the new CEO and he's continuing uh, the same commitment, uh, the same uh, stewardship for, for really positive change and, and to help help not only the company, not only the business, but all stakeholders rise. So it's, they're a wonderful partner and we're, we're lucky to be able to now contemporize what we developed with them about 12 years ago initially. Right, and I think that's a clear case of humongous success. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that company. I didn't realize it <laughs> when I had the chance to attend this management seminar two years ago, maybe more than two years now, three years ago. So thank you so much, Lisa. We will take a short break and uh, we will continue our discussions in the third segment of our program today. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. 
Each week on CTN, CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi and I have with me Lisa today. And uh, we are talking about uh, a lot of good things an organization and a leader can do to make it a purpose-driven organization. And how do we, how do you activate it in your organization that it reflects on your performance as a business as a committee, a commitment to environment, a commitment to the society. Uh, Lisa, I would like to move on uh, and uh, would request if you can elaborate a little bit. How do you normally uh, build these kind of movements, and how how do you engage the whole organization, which is lots of people thinking very differently? That, that is that is a good question, um, and, and also the, the beauty of a company, right, with all these different uh, opinions, uh, many times strong ones. Um, so, you know, Strawberry Frog started as a, as a movement marketing firm 20, almost 23 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of popularized the concept of movements, if you want, which is really taken... Uh, from the principle of, of societal movements, which we are seeing uh, more than ever um, out, out in the world right now. Um, but we started helping organizations and brands and people lead these movements. And over time, they've, they've evolved. I mean, it's been 22 years, so we try to keep with the times, and especially lately with the rise and the, the interest in, in purpose. So really now, not only what is purpose, but what I mentioned before, what do we do with it? How do we activate it? So a movement inside a company is really activating the purpose of that company. Um, what we try to do is uh, we we always look at culture. We have a lot of our strategists and people we work with. We, we even have an anthropologist. We look at what's happening in culture and what people Uh, already care about, what people are passionate about. And we try to marry it, find a sweet spot between the company, the organization's purpose, and what their audience cares about out in culture. And around that, we can build a grassroots movement that the employees of the companies feel connected to, something they feel they, they they want to do again. We talked about the top down the top down mandate. This is instead people who say, "I want to do this. I want to be part of this. I want to join this movement." Uh, I feel that it's it, it's very authentic for my company uh, to to initiate this movement. Um, but the movement will only evolve and last if. We create ways that people can participate. Uh, however many times the CEO says that, you know, we stand for this movement, it needs to be some action, some, some, some uh, way, some tool for people to, to participate. Um, and the way, the way we, we find this, this thing that engages and, 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 and make people want to do is, is really we, we kind of steal a little bit from marketing and consumer insights, which is our legacy business. And, and we apply it inside a company. Um, for us, it's not rocket science, but you should be surprised how few companies really take more of a marketing approach internally. 
because yeah. one thing that marketing is really good at and consumer insights, it's understanding what makes people tick. Uh, what do people as a consumer want to see? What gets them excited? What makes them want to click on something to learn more? Um, and we're using the same internally to, to really motivate and inspire people to take that, that action that we're trying to look for. So taking that action, we can help create the behavior change we want, and we can start this grassroots movement that will continue from peer to peer uh, when people get excited. This is very interesting because as you rightly said, between the leader and, 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 and the team and the employees, now bridging that gap normally is literally if you create a social movement because if a leader says and people don't buy in or some buy in, then still there is a gap and, and the speed with which in that case leader wants to go because he understands the subject. He's driving something. Employees have their day-to-day um, role in the business or task. And they, they may think, hey, why he is talking about this purpose? What is in it for me? So probably, do you think to get that gap uh, to literally zero, you literally have to create like those big political leaders or environmentalists create a social movement? Absolutely. And, and, and it's, uh, we've, we've stolen the idea a little bit from there because it works. Um, it's something that over and over, um, I mean, look at the last year, look at how Black Lives Matter, look at Me Too. There are, there, the social movements are, are out there and they are um, then they're there to stay. So I think if we can create something similar, the idea, the concept uh, internally, it is, we've seen it, it, it is really efficient. It's really efficient to create this change. It's really efficient to create a workforce that want to stay, that you can, you can try to combat this, this war for talent and, and, and make people want to stay, make, make people want to join, um, make people um, more engaged because engagement is really the definition of, of, of an employee who's committed and want to do more than just what says in their job description, uh, create, uh, you know, more people that are, that are, that enjoy their work more. Um, all the things that that we're we're looking at uh, right now and, and that we're tackling in in um, in business because although so many people lost their jobs last year, right now in especially in certain industries and certain disciplines, it's it's almost impossible to find talent. So I think all this can actually help internally. It can help with the uh, the overall employee experience we again have have borrowed from from marketing and and, and customer uh, thinking if you want because business leaders and marketers have for a very long time been very focused on the customer experience they've been very focused on the customer journey and invested billions in marketing uh, but it's high time we we put the same effort and the same invest investment in employee experience, look at the talent journey, just like we look for at the customer journey, look at not only the career development that a talent, um, an employee has when they start or even before they start, when they learn about the company all the way through their career, but also look at the person. If we come back to the, the, the human-centric, the people first, what are are moments that matter to the person, the, the, the person behind the employee. When does that person need support of their companies? What milestones in life uh, when they need support? Is it, you know, everything from, from, you know, when they buy their first house, they have their first baby. So I think um, building these movements internally, finding this, this thing, this galvanizing idea that people can rally behind and people want to be part of, um, to your, your the beginning of your question, borrowing that from the social movements will create a company that's not only more efficient, but have more engaged employees, again, leading to, you know, to the higher productivity and, and, and more impact on, on the bottom line. And this is so powerful. 
of what you just said. And uh, uh, while you were, were talking, I was listening and, and thinking, I saw, I'll go now beyond uh, Mr. Mahindra in his country itself. I was, uh, I've been uh, watching, living here in Houston, and they had the new prime minister, who's their current prime minister, and he wanted to make toilets available to the whole population, but because that was a hygiene problem in that country at that time. What he did was, he announced it and created a social movement on in during, I think his Independence Day speech or something. And it, it then it became from being a government job to do it, it became a social movement. And he invoked the emotions and the corporations jumped into it. And the local body started jumping on it. Otherwise, it was being uh, put as a responsibility of, uh, on government and they were being asked, why it is not there? You know? And, and, and the moment he got the focus, that is one thing I can relate to that social movement which, which happened. And the other, I saw some of the countries during pandemic. I think there could be some other reason, but when people were in lockdown, like if you saw in Italy, Spain, um, largest country by population, which went into the whole lockdown was India because China was by the time some cities were not in the lockdown, they, they had uh, moved on. You saw that the leaders or the local societies created their own movement to connect with each other. Now, we, we, have, we had those viral videos of people, you know, playing music instruments from one balcony and now there are so many balconies in Italy. And some of these countries decided, okay, at this point of time, we'll ring a bell <laughs> or, or do something. And everybody was doing something. So that kind, it, it makes me, myself, think while listening to you that how do you create that purpose and create, build it into a social movement? And then you don't have to follow up. You don't have to drive. It's a self-driven. People have already become part of it. So, uh, Lisa, thank you for this wonderful thought. I'm going to take a very short break and we'll continue our discussion after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business uh, with Mahesh Joshi. And we are in discussion with our guest, Lisa, today. And we have been talking about how important is purpose for an organization and how it can be activated uh, through your people, or rather activate people through the purpose and have them rally around it. And Lisa, thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing your uh, ideas, knowledge, thoughts in the first three segments. We are in the in the last segment now. Uh, can can we talk about 
what is perceived as the most important part in any organization, which is the culture of the organization. And uh, especially the culture building exercises or the existing cultures pre-pandemic, they may not be applicable now post-pandemic with the shift in mindset, shift in the work environment, uh, the way business is being conducted. So uh, could you share your perspective on that, how that can help in uh, how someone can drive the transformation in the company culture? Yes, it is. Like you said, it's it's on top of everybody's mind now, especially how do you build or, or evolve your culture um, in, in this new environment? What does the future work look like? And, and, and what tools do you use to be able to build the culture where uh, many people are not even together, like you mentioned at, at the beginning of, of our discussion? Um, well, I mean, when we look at culture, we look at kind of, for in terms of movement building, we look at where really business and business interests intersect with the need of, of the community and society, the, the people, the world, and kind of that nat- natural overlap or intersection between the, the, um, uh, the people need and the, and the business need and the, the people passion and the people need. Um, and around that, we, we can create this movement that, that helps building the culture. Um, it, it's, again, it, it's doing that. Uh, it will help the co- company to change behavior because culture change today, obviously there is some kind of behavior we need to change. And especially in a new work environment, there are many new behaviors we need to change. So the movement will help us having everybody run in the same direction when it comes to evolving our, our culture. Um, and I think also like this, this all ties into the idea we talked about before too, to the in place in the, the impact of the workplace culture, the employee engagement. Um, and one important thing for us there is that even though we talk about uh, the culture, the engagement, the people experience, the people first, the human centric, we are always trying to solve a business problem. Uh, a movement would never be uh, as powerful or as useful for an organization if it didn't look at the underlying business problem. And having said that, what we said in the very beginning too was that purpose is good for business. Um, purpose can really drive business strategies if, if, if you make that core part of your core strategy. So, so I think these are all related, like bringing a strong culture together, aligning all the stakeholders, like achieving this culture change, remote work, hybrid work. Purpose is a good tool that helps you solve for this. Um, and it makes purpose, you know, even, even more important to business, to business leaders today. And to, to the, the people in the organization that are trying to create this, this culture transformation. I think you're very right because the cultural transformation probably will accelerate now as we start coming out of pandemic and we see, as you rightly said, future of work as it is evolving. And as it is um, most important part of an organization has been culture, even way more than the strategy itself. And and that basic fabric of the culture, which was set earlier for any reason, right, wrong, but good good culture or bad culture, whatever it was, I think it is uh, being driven for self-re-evaluation of it for every business, every organization post-pandemic as the mindset of people have changed beyond a performance different or materialistic or any kind of society you talk about, the pandemic made you feel that you can be helpless. It's not necessary. Everything will be in your control always. And that has created a major thought process shift. And I was wondering what could be, what could be, the way to transform the culture. Would you say, Lisa, that have your purpose and then build a culture around it? 
yes, you, you, you definitely need to have a clear purpose for sure. You need to be able, if you have a purpose today, maybe you need to crystallize it. Or it could be that your purpose is defined, but nobody really knows what to do with it. And nobody knows what it means in my, what does it mean in my day-to-day work life? So I think it comes back to the fact that a purpose is not um, really going to help build your culture or your business unless you activate it. So coming back again to, activating your people through purpose, having that people first hat on, seeing what the needs of your people are, listening to them, being empathetic, and finding ways you can activate your people through purpose, activate the purpose throughout the organization. I think that's how you're able to create the culture transformation that you're looking for, the culture change, the the culture evolution, depending on where the company is. Uh, But we really believe the activation part is a key. A purpose by itself can be all nice and fancy, uh, but it's not not going to help your people or or any of your stakeholders. It's not going to help your your shareholders or your customers either. So um, we really see the activation part as, as, as a key to be able to achieve success. I fully agree with you. That's very important. As you rightly said, you can have a very lofty purpose, but it may just stay there. And, and if you do not have employee engagement and uh, you are not building activities around it, you're not marshalling everybody around it. It's, it's, uh, that's why I, I really appreciate your uh, the language which with that you are uh, communicating it, and uh, it sinks in very easily. Create a movement inside, because that movement inside should drive the purpose, and to to create that movement, uh, you need a cultural aspect, which also along with it, towards the purpose, will evolve and eventually becomes a company culture. And, and, and if the company culture is to support a movement inside and there's support for this, the something like what we call otherwise social movement, which is social in the organization also, could be the most successful part of it. So, Lisa, thank you so much. We are at the end of uh, our, our, our recording time and the, and, the, and the program today. If you have uh, any um, final comments, uh, you are very welcome. This has this has been fun. Uh, a very good conversation. Thank you, thank you for it. And I think you you put very uh, eloquently what what I would have summed up my my little talk with anyway. The the movement inside is really purpose activation. That's how we see it, and it is all linked. Uh, you cannot have culture without purpose. You cannot have a movement inside before you have identify this purpose and and you have figured out what what people are passionate about in culture so completely right uh, everything you were saying i i agree um and i do look forward to continuing the discussion and and check out in a year or so when we are truly hopefully post-pandemic if um, people have taken this to heart and let let put activating purpose be be a key part of 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 their comeback strategy for their business and for their people. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. And uh, uh, brilliant thought process. Really appreciate. Uh, activating purpose will keep resonating in my mind. And uh, while talking to you, uh, it has already made me start thinking about when I go back to work uh, or after the weekend, how do I implement in my organization? So, Thank you so much for a very fruitful discussion. Really enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.